you know, as much as this is the No Escape in this podcast, it is starting to feel like a brain dump for me where I can just vent, speak my mind and say, yo, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what's going on. And I just want to say before we even get into this episode, I fully appreciate everybody who is a subscriber and a regular listener to the podcast because right now as a comedian where I don't have the stage and the audience to perform in front of, which can feel like therapy as well as just a great platform of expression. I have you guys that are here going, let me check out this episode week after week. So let's get into it. But thank you nonetheless for being a loyal supporter. No escaping this. No escape. No one's ready to deal with us. Month of July. And even though it starts to look like we're lifting out of lockdown, it just doesn't feel like things are shifting much for myself or for people that are like me. We're in a space where we're seeing so many people go out and enjoy life. Pub goers on the weekend just gone was crazy. The crawls were mad. On my road at like one o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, I saw a guy struggling to walk down the street. One o'clock in the afternoon. Now, I don't know if he was heading home or heading to the pub, but wherever he's going, he had a drink beforehand. That means you had to start drinking from before 12, the yardo. And you lot know this is supported by Bamboo Rum, this podcast. And if I'm recording this in the daytime, I'm not drinking none of it, no matter how sick the rum is. So he was just laggard and he had that plan for morning. But you know what? First day back to the pubs, if you've got to be drunk before you get there, or drunk when you get there and you're walking back early, then well done to you, my G. I just hope you got them safe. And I feel it for all the cars that you bounced off like a pinball machine because you was not able to keep yourself upright. So the reason why for me it's a bit techie, <clears throat> excuse me, is the entertainment industry is definitely suffering. I'm sure you've seen the government are trying to help. <clears throat> well, I need a swig of water. Sorry about that. I'm sure you've seen the government are trying to help and give support to the quote unquote arts in the UK. And I don't know if around the world, for those who are listening in different countries, are seeing any government schemes helping the arts industry where you are. But here, it feels like the assistance has come way too late for many places. There are some venues that are going to get the assistance that were already able to support themselves during lockdown. Larger venues, you're talking like your your Royal Albert Halls or a lot of the, the, the large theatres you see on like Shaftesbury Avenue and so on, right? The thing is, is that what happens to the everyday small man or the, or the independent venue that doesn't already naturally have government funding? A lot of those relied on on walk-up traffic a lot of those relied on events a lot of those relied on customers and punters on a regular day-to-day basis and now they're struggling and have been struggling since the beginning of lockdown and now the government is saying we are offering 1.57 billion to help the arts industry the arts industry is massive the, i mean the the arts industry alone in terms of entertainment in this country hires about two million people and it's crazy to think that Those two million, including myself, are definitely struggling in terms of us not doing our regular gigs or work or whatever it is that we do within that industry and not being able to support family ourselves. Now the help's come. It's almost like a Hail Mary too late. It's definitely not. It's it's not. It's like money ex machina, just way too late. So it definitely is not fixing the situation in the way that we'd like to. And it's just stressful to see 
that like the it's almost like the carrot being wagged in front of you but you can't go and bite it because we don't even know when that's gonna help um it's it's a nightmare right now man it really is this whole pandemic or plandemic as some people are calling it because they're thinking that it's fake i am not here to confirm nor deny my views of if i think it's real or fake i will say this however though in previous podcasts i've let you know what i think about those who believe it's real or fake and you can listen back and find out for yourself what i will say is is whatever you want to call it this pandemic has definitely shut us down creatives are struggling there was a whole campaign on social media that i'm not gonna lie it was a bit of a joke where a load of people who are entertainers, creatives, went and put up a post and it was Save the Arts and it was a picture of them doing what it is they do for a living. And that's great to raise awareness. But I feel, I think we feel we're already aware of, of the fact that we're not getting no money. Plus, it almost feels kind of in your face because you see people like using their platform, they normally promote themselves to promote themselves and say, but I'm broke right now. But hey, like this picture because it ain't helping. That Save the Arts campaign was just not helping. If there was something else we could do, like, you know, knock on a few governmental doors where we could say, yo, where's that money going to go and when? Because if it's like another month and a half, two months before some venues get to see some money, then some venues are shutting down. Me as a comedian, if I see comedy clubs go down, I'm also seeing potential revenue for not just me, but my comedy brothers and sisters not be able to get by doing our regular gigs. The less venues that are open, the harder it is for us to get onto platforms and regular venues that are open because there's more saturation and less platforms for those to express our talent. It's crazy to think that we're going to be battling against each other, fighting. And there were so many of us already doing that. So it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a kick in the teeth. But hey, we move, innit? We move. We just got to do what we got to do when we get through it, I guess. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Like, I'm asking you because it's a question that needs to be asked. And I'll be real with you. It doesn't get asked a lot because many of us are too busy dealing with how we are ourselves and we don't ask for others. And I don't think that's bad. Sometimes you need to make sure you focus on yourself. And I'm saying how are you feeling because it's the only time right now I'm going to do that. And the reason I say that is self-care comes before other people. Do you know how much people I know that don't do that? They think that it's noble to put others before themselves. It's really not if it's at the detriment of yourself. And I've been doing that for a while now. My friends pull me up on it. Any time in my life I've had a significant other, either they're the person that makes me feel like they got to come before me or they're the person that will tell me, stop putting people before yourself. And I don't outwardly go and do it for everybody. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm religiously going out there saying, hey, who are you? I want to help you before me. But what does happen is, is that I'll have a plan or an idea for myself. And if it upsets somebody else, I'll go, nah, nah, nah. You know what? I won't do it. And sometimes I have to think, really, is that is that what we're doing? Let me let me give you a breakdown. Like for example, um, I mean this weekend, I'll tell you what led to to certain events. Well basically, let me give you the breakdown and then I'll tell you what it led to. So, as you lot know, I've been rebuilding my office. It's now done. It looks so good i'm not going to tell you what the name of the office space is or the company or the brand but just know that it looks good and it's gonna be 
epic when I can bring my podcast there and other people's podcasts back there. After finishing The Office, I, I, lit, I sat down in my chair. My cousin, Mike, shout out to Big Mike. He was at my, uh, he was at my space. Just chilling. We had, had a food from um, Northwest Quarantine Kitchen. Shout out to Dom on that as well. Check out Northwest Quarantine Kitchen on Instagram, guys. And I must have chilled. We looked at each other. We're like talking life, business, future. And then I heard noise from downstairs. And I'm like, what's going on there? My cousin goes toilet. He comes back and he sees that they're building a new unit downstairs. Where my office is, is loads of different office units that are there and available. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's banging. I wonder what these guys are doing. And um, he comes back and says, oh, it's a gym. I said, rah, there's a gym in my building. He goes, yeah. And I said, okay, calm. And then I stopped and I went, hold on, a gym. Mad, that's going to be noisy, isn't it? Now, remember, I've got a podcast and videography and photography studio. Sometimes sound needs to be decent. And I was like, oh, no, it's going to be mad. But I went in downstairs, I introduced myself to them. I was like, very, very much, yo, what's going on? And I saw it was a black brother. I said, you know what? Happy, because I love to see my people succeed. I like to see anybody succeed. But in the climate that we're in right now, it's important to highlight that if you can boost up your brother, especially when we are part of a system that likes to keep us down, when you can see a guy go, this is my hustle, I'm going to make it official and work, i got to give credit where credit due. So I went and saw him, I spoke to him, shook his hand, went back upstairs, come back down again later on, and I gave a man a bottle of uh, Belair that I had. Shouts to Belair as well, because they, they've looked after me as well as Bamboo have. I gave him a bottle of Belair and I said, you know what, bro? When you lot have finished building your thing, bust this. Enjoy your drink, do your thing. He's like, my brother, love, anytime you want to come down here, you can do, use the space. I'm like, okay, scene, scene. Um, just just a quick question. How how often are you going to be doing the space and stuff? He goes, right now, lockdown, we can't really train people. It's a gym, not until the gym's open up, but for now we can do one-on-one, et cetera, et cetera. And I go, okay, so when is it open up? What kind of time? What's going to be going on then? He goes, when it opens up, bruv, you'll know. Like, what do you mean? He goes, oh, we're going to be banging noises, knocking the walls, all sorts. I'm like, huh? Like, this is a joke you can't tell me, is it? I know he's busting joke, but this is a joke you can't tell me. Anyway, I went upstairs. I was like, what if it is noisy? Not intentionally, not if he's sabotaging or nothing. Not, and I don't think he would, because again, this is a brother and he's so cool. But what if it is noisy? What am I going to do? And my first thing wasn't to think about my space. My first thing, I'll tell you in a second. Next day I go down there and I'm doing some work and all I'm hearing is the noise from downstairs. My floor's vibrating, the table's shaking, everything because they put speakers up on the roof. And I'm going to keep saying this because he might even listen to this episode. I totally understand because I do the same thing if I'm building a gym. A gym has to have the right atmosphere where people can come and train. Music has to be loud. It has to get you energized, pumped. And you're not sitting there thinking about others because no one said anything to you. But I'm in my room and I'm hearing this noise. I'm like, oh my God, <sighs> what am I going to do? And then a couple other rooms near me were like, yo, do you hear that noise? I'm like, yo, the noise is mad. And it was like, I've just finished investing in building this office. What am I going to do? 
And I'll tell you what was interesting. Was my first thing wasn't to go. I need to chat to them and say, yo, you got to keep it down. Because I don't want to make them feel away. Put their vibe in a spliff and bun it. I don't want them to do that. I want them to get their vibe going so they can get their gym popping. My first thing was to contact the building manager and just say, yo, listen, if there are any other spaces I can move to because I, I, because of noise and transfer and stuff, is there any other spaces I can do? And I'm, to me, that makes sense. Like, I literally just said, look, Right now, I know there's a, a, a new office downstairs. What they got to do is going to be a bit noisy. What I what I do is it needs to be a bit quieter. Rather than me saying like, can you talk to them? Because that's not even my nature. It was, can I move to another office space? And in that moment, really and truly, that made sense. Spoke to my boy after. He said, are you dumb? So what do you mean? He goes, blood, you just spent money on building this office up. And you don't want to be confrontational enough to speak to them and go, yo, what, like, could you keep it down? Your thing is to go, well, let them have their thing and you don't want to put, like, you don't want to dead off a black business. So you move. Bruv, what happened to you checking for you? So what do you mean? He goes, bruv, you just, how can I spell this out to you? You just done up your space and you're now figuring out how you can move to another space to do up that one because them downstairs is going to be loud as a gym. And I'm like, yeah, but bruv, like, I can't expect a gym to go quiet. And they're like, he's like, bro, no, you need to settle this in other ways because one, you were here first. And two, you got to deal with being able to speak to people and say, yo, cut the noise. And it was mad. When I look at it, there's so many other things. I'm not going to go into my personal life. But when I look at elements of it, I'm like, raw. am I really that bad? That I don't, I think, how can I be more, helpful than then trying to figure out what's going to do me good and when I look at like even with comedy and that and putting on shows and there'll be a couple that will go against this because of their own views of you shouldn't do that bruv you've got to stick for yourself and others will be like I understand comedy when it comes to shows and venues if you're putting on your own show there are some people that feel like if you're in that venue you can't really approach that and I'm not that person I'm the guy that goes, all right, well, um, if you want to come to this venue that I'm in, I'll give you the contact details. There's one person that will try and say that, now nah, already ever tried to help me, and that's not true, is that they tried to contact the venue and the venue didn't want them in there, had nothing to do with me. I even tried to say blood, I'll try and link you lot up, and they were like, no, we don't want nothing to do with him, and he tries to put it on me. But that's 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 a story for another day. Um, but basically... Um, yeah, if anyone wants to use a venue that I'm in, bruv, I got I got receipts for days where I'm like, yo, let me link you up with my man and then you can get in there and do your thing. I love doing that because in my head, I'm like, bro or sis, if I can get you in a space, I'll get you in that space. And all of us could work because if you're in there and your show does well, it makes comedy look good. So when I show's in it, like, oh, I wonder what this comedy that's like. I'm not thinking, yo they're going to all go to that show and not mine. Even if they did, it means I just got up my strategy. So with the venue for my um for my office, I'm like, well, if they're noisy, I just got to move around it rather than going, I need to, I need to talk to them and say, keep it down. But then I have to really assess this. I've been like this for a long time. 
This is why I'm saying today's episode is like a brain dump and it's great for you lot to have a listen. I need to assess this and go, yo, I can't keep being out here doing, I can't keep doing this where I'm like, let me let me try and make sure everyone else is happy. And, and if anyone does this as well, you've got to stop this too. You cannot make other people happy before yourself. I got a friend, shouts to her, I'm not going to say her name, I've been talking to her recently, her story is mad. When she tells me about all the stuff she's had to go through and like some of the issues, I'm like, yo, you can't let, you can't let people make you feel like you can't be happy before yourself. Sorry, but you can't be happy before them. You've got to be happy before them, for yourself, before they are, or else what you're doing is you're going to be deading off your happiness. But I'm a hypocrite for telling her this because, yo, I've got to look at myself. But I've not, I'm not someone who gets unhappy when it comes to things like this. I get used to it. But boy, it does bubble over. Shouts to my mum. I had a big conversation with her recently. My mum was sitting there saying, you can't do this stuff. But she has noticed that I tend to be the person that kind of just lets things slide. Because when I was younger, I would be very aggressive in letting not things not slide. And I've taught myself, no, nah, no, nah, let it slide. And now that I've done that, I've gone the total other way. Where I've, I used to be like, I want this, I want that when I was a kid. I'm the other way, like to kind of prove that I'm not a spoilt child or brat because I grew up like with my mum and my ones like that. Not really ones, but you get what I'm saying. Like it would be like, all right, I'm going to go the other way where everything's cool. Till you start to believe that everything's actually cool with what other people do and what they want, even if it slows you down. You can't keep doing that. And I keep saying to myself, Ori, you got to break out of that. So I've, I've had to come to this point. And shouts to my guy as well. I'm not going to say his name. He's been chatting to me for a good minute saying, bro, you got to be more ruthless with this. I'm like, what do you mean ruthless? He goes, blood, you got to do your thing first. And then when others don't like it, you got to still stand by your thing. That's you, bruv. Not to say you got to try and dead other people's things first. But bro, if you're going to have to make a decision between you and others, you got to pick you. And it's hard sometimes, you know. It's hard because you don't want to be looking like the selfish brother, but then you can't always cater for what other people may try to think about you. And that ain't good that I do that. And it's something I'm aware of. So, yeah, the results of that over this weekend, with some other personal things I won't mention out of respect for those who have been in and out of my issues this weekend. With all that, I took a little breather from social media. Social media is a bitch when it's ready. You sit there watching it and it makes you feel like you're not doing enough. You're not successful enough. You're not good enough. You're not up there enough. You're not, if you're a comedian, not funny enough. If you're not, you're not active enough. If you're trying to keep fit, you're not fit enough. You're not, you're not healthy enough. It makes you feel so trash because you can see so much stuff that makes you feel like you're not achieving when actually you are you don't commend yourself because you believe that well i'm not on that level you could buy a new voxel and think it ain't a b it ain't a bm you could buy a new bm and look and say that ain't a ferrari do you see what i'm saying and i had to come off socials because i kept looking at other things going everyone's getting their thing they're happy i'm trying to be nice but i'm not getting my thing what's going on and you start to resent stuff now there's some solutions i've been trying to look into which I feel like works, but yo, social media is a demon. Like for example, imagine you follow your brethren that's always talking about money and up there with money and trying to show show off all the money that he's got. You don't show you that he might deets a few bank accounts to get some of his cash up. 
It don't show you the struggle when he's actually broke. It only shows you the rental car, but not how much it costs to rent it. So I look at this now and I'm like, yo, I don't have the car he has. or I don't have the money he has. And I feel bad about myself. I then unfollow my guy or I mute his page. Because I'm like, yo, even though you might be my brethren, I can't take all of this money money in my face where right now i'm on f- like i don't get furlough i'm and i'm an entertainer i don't get money in my account what i'm waiting for is my next gig or i'm trying to navigate this new world as an entertainer to get my money back to nice levels i'm right now going through savings or getting a little bit of dibby dibby wages here from doing live stream stuff like i'm sitting there going well how am i supposed to catch up i may unfollow him next thing you know social media on your on your search pages is showing nice cars and man with money and you're like oh i can't even avoid this so i made the decision i came off insta um for a couple of days still not posting anything on it ain't posting anything on facebook not until i feel like i got something to post rather than hey guys look at my life because right now I just needed that detox and it's hard because I find myself naturally picking up my phone and my thumbs are just clicking on the Instagram logo quickly as if that's where I should be and go and that's that's my go-to. I need to detox it. It's not easy. Got another comedy bridging that's done it a few years ago. You say he'd done a big show and at the end of it, it was like, what have I got to show for it? The only people I, I got around me, my love is my family. And right now, they're the only ones that through thick and thin have been there for me. Why am I trying to entertain all these people on socials that don't even know me? And he showed me and he's happier than ever. I'm not there yet. I'm trying to get there. But I'm detoxing socials a little bit just so I can get some some semblance of reality. Because right now trying to find it on socials is just dead in my vibe. Don't know if anyone's ever felt that before. Just that little detox is good so I can figure out what I want to do next. Just until my office is proper up and running and I've spoken to my guy. I got a meeting with him today. And I say today as in this is the day the podcast drops. So it drops on the Wednesday, the meetings on the Wednesday. I got a meeting with my guy just to say, yo, listen, let's talk about sound levels and stuff. And I know he's going to be blessed. I know he's going to be cool. I fully know it. But I have to go in there a bit more ruthless than I normally am to say, yo, I need to keep the sound down. Because I know me, I'll be like, oh, brother, if it's hard, you know what? I'm going to look into it and I shouldn't have to do that. And being on social media gave me a chance. Oh, wow. My apologies for you, and it's late, isn't it? And I've had a good workout today. Gave me a chance to to stop and be more looking into myself rather than looking into the lives of others. And I still got to try and not click the logo. Some say just delete Instagram. I probably could, but then I know I'm going to have to download it again soon for work purposes. But I got to find that balance. And I'm being open as a nerve right now because... I feel like the no escaping this podcast is now more of a brain dump for me because I focused on me kind of talking to you guys and just speaking and saying, this is my mind. Yo, listen. And then anything I want to do when it comes to other people, I'll put on another podcast. I've got a few other ones that I want to build once the office is completely built. I say once, it's already kind of completely built. I kind of just have to go, go and do it. Just do it, Ori. Don't wait for it to be perfect. Just get up and do it, Ori. And I will do. But I need to be ruthless with it rather than going, I wonder if it's okay if I shout it. And that's dumb. I need to stop doing that bull. That's crap. We'll get to it, man. I'm going to step lively into that stuff. I definitely will do. But yeah, 
that was me just being quite frank, feeling a particular way and then coming off social media because of it. And I hope it helps anyone who might relate to any of that. Or if you're, if you're the other person as well, that's naturally ruthless. Hit me on socials. By the time you get back to me and hear this, I'll probably be back on anyway. So hit me on socials and let me know, Ori, now you got to be more ruthless. And this is how I do it. And if you are someone that is like me, that's like, you know what, everyone before me, you got to stop. You got to look at yourself. You got to, I know these things and I'm still trying to figure it out. You got to say to yourself, F everybody else, how do I feel? And then if I feel okay, I can start caring about others. And I'm not talking about parents. In fact, let me not say that. I am talking about parents too. So many parents put their kids first. So you know what? That's very true. You have to. But if it's at the sacrifice of your own health, you need to be healthy to raise your children. Some people die hard, go, I, I'm dying out here, but my kids are happy. And you know what? That's a very noble thing. But if you are dying out here, you can only last so long for that. You have to find a way to maybe drop your kids off by somebody else, an auntie, an uncle, a cousin, the dad, the mum and go, I need some me time to recharge or else your battery's going to dead and you are not going to be able to do good by your children. So yeah, it does count for you as well. But I understand why that's more difficult. So yeah, I just feel like if that helps anybody and me just dumping out on you, take it, take it. If it doesn't and you already know this stuff, yo, teach me. Hit me up and teach me. I don't care if you don't think like I'm some celeb or whatever because of what I do. Hit me up and teach me at Ori Styler on any of my socials. Hit me up and teach me. Let me leave it there because it's late. I don't want to yawn again on the podcast. That's rude. Plus, I kind of want to go to bed but put on a movie. You know what I'm going to watch? Matrix Revolutions. And the reason I say that, I started watching The Matrix recently uh, I say recently, yes, I watched it the night before, fell asleep, watched it again this morning or this afternoon when I woke up before I went for a run. Listen, one of the best films ever made, that sci-fi film changed the game. But um, I know Revolutions isn't going to be as good and Reloaded, no, sorry, i got to watch Reloaded then Revolutions, my apologies, so Reloaded first. Reloaded is not as good and Revolutions, it's just good to get to the end of the story. But yo, Matrix changed the game and I need to get through the entire trilogy. You don't know me. I'm a trilogy man. If there's a film with a set of tri like trilogies I could watch, like Back to the Future, I bought one, two and three, watched all of them back to back, got Lord of the Rings, one, two and three, The Hobbit we don't talk about, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, one, two and three, four and five we don't need to discuss. You know me. I love watching these things religiously. So I'm going to definitely take in a bit of uh, Matrix Revolutions and just digest Sorry, reloaded then revolutions. Let me not slip up, man. This I know I'm tired. Maybe tonight in the night to watch it. Let me sign out, people. This is always style on a no escaping this podcast. Ready to drop Wednesday. Back for the following week as well. I hope any of my advice has kind of helped you and directed you a little bit. And thank you for being the ears again. What I said at the beginning of the podcast, I mean, I'm saying it again right now. You guys are absolutely fantastic. You're the ears that allow me to express myself and I appreciate it. I don't even care if you disagree. Just hear me out in it. And then you could hit me up and say, no, what you got to do is, I mean, conversation. You get me? Anyway, take it easy, guys. Signing out. Boom. No escaping this. Uh, uh, uh.